one, you can't make yourself happy by pursuing happiness for yourself. Two, happiness, we, when we talk about happiness, we normally mean pleasure. Pleasure is always fleeting and temporary. If you build your life around fleeing and temporary pleasure, you will necessarily and inevitably become miserable. And three, don't be attached to happiness. Try to find contentment in acceptance of what is. That doesn't mean you become some sort of listless jelly man wallowing about at a curbside. No, it's just you accept instead that the things that you thought might, well, this is my experience, things that I thought would make me happy, sex, drugs, lovely cake, those things often make me feel bad after. But when I'm kind to other people, I feel good. So if you want to be happy, be kind to other people because what that will remind you is that the idea that you're just an individual is only temporary and in fact an illusion and you're reminded of this when you are kind to other people. Someone will go, thank you for doing that for me. You'll feel this feeling in your tummy. It's magic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay. It's Willie F. We come to you live in stereo this week because I messed up last week. But that's not, you know, nothing we're going to dwell on. Willie, hey. it wasn't even last week. This it's been a couple of weeks. It's been it's been a couple of weeks oh, yeah, since we, we've been here. We, well, we just we just getting back. We, 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 we was riding away. We was riding away. Yeah, yeah. That last episode uh, did some decent numbers. We thank y'all for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what cities, uh, Milwaukee. I didn't. I Tennessee. didn't. I didn't even check the cities. You oh, know. I'm, I'm throwing them out there. The, the the usual suspects. Yeah, Milwaukee, Tennessee. We had a few. We always, you know, some Mountain View, California. You know, obviously Spring, Texas, Houston, Texas. You know, we Houston niggas, so it makes sense to have Houston followers or Houston supporters, as I may say. I'm trying to get away from the word followers, mm-hmm. just because I kind of feel like subconsciously that's getting put into us to the point where we think it's okay to be followers. Mm, you know. Either way. <laughs> Either way, I appreciate, you know, the love that we get across the board. Even Tokyo, Japan, and and um, I want to say India. I don't know if the person out there is on a military base or if they can even comprehend what we're saying, but, you know, konnichiwa. Wow. Because that is the only word I know. Wow. And um, next time, I, if you're, uh, I know some other stuff. Matter of fact, I was I was thinking about going to Cancun, you know, for my homeboy's uh uh, birthday uh, early June. Uh, you're welcome to come if you want. But um, he was telling me that last time he went, he was mad because you know he he bumped into he kept bumping into a lot of Canadians and and French women. And, and I'm sitting there looking at him. I'm like, man, like you got Google Translate. <laughs> you know, I mean, it and, will speak for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm like. I understand. And he was like, you know, he had a girl, you know, she was on him and like she was trying her hardest to, you know, speak English. And I'm just like, well, you know, like I said, you got Google Translate, but then you also have this thing that apparently it's supposed to come to the market to where you could put it in your ear and then, you know, it, it translates, translates for you. And I'm like, it sounds like some black mirror shit, but I was like, you know, it might be something you want to invest in, you know, before you go next time. Or <laughs> you can, you know. Get you a you know Rosetta Stone. Get you a little, uh, ink, you know, little dictionary, or whatever, and you know, prepare for it because uh, I think that's that'll suck to miss out on something like that when just because you can't say a few a few words and we both know the words that he wanted to say. <laughs> just saying. He wanted to say, "This is my girlfriend. <laughs> this is the love of my life. You leave me alone. <laughs> Nigga, Men don't cheat." <laughs> 
that's what he wanted to say. Nah, he's single as a Pringle, though, so he can do oh, what he wants. Oh, now, oh now yeah, that's why we're going to Cancun. Oh. Yeah, what the fuck you going to Cancun for? Well, you girl? said he was there with his girlfriend. Nah. Oh. Nah. Oh. When I said that? Like two minutes ago. I did? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mean to say that. That's I was, why I was like, I wow, was, this, this is I a horrible story. girls there. Oh, I thought you, you know, said he was there with his girlfriend. Oh no, no, he had one with his uh, he had one with his roommate. Oh well, and, uh, okay, that clears his, it his up. His roommate has a girlfriend now, so he's looking at me, and I'm like, you know what? It's top about time I, you know, spread your wings. What? Uh, spread your wings? Oh, I thought you said something else. Like, wow, bro, like you think of damn. Whoa. <laughs> Anyways, I, I mean, I think a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> you do think you, you really think that I'm a bad person, man? Listen, you really do. Anyways, tell me about this intro. Fuck you. <laughs> oh man, this intro this intro to me is um like it's I fuck with Russell Brand. I've always fucked with Russell Brand on a on a level of I respect where he comes from as far as, you know, he pretty much popped up on popped up on the American scene out of nowhere, like six or seven years ago. And when I first saw him, I was like, Who's this cornball motherfucker? Mm-hmm. And then um he got with Katy Perry, and I, I, I like Katy Perry, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, the boobs. And uh, you didn't have to say your obvious reasons; you could just left it at obvious. Oh, reasons. I don't want people to know. Okay. They need to know. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't want them to think because you know we live in a pro-black society. We. I don't want anybody to think I just like her because she's white. Or it's, or because of her music. Her music is decent. It's very popish. Everybody's uh, music is decent and very popish. Bruno Mars. I, I don't think his music is decent. I think he. I think he's he very popish. I think he deserves everything he gets because I of think the coke. He, oh, man, they're not gonna let that go. No, because once, <laughs> once you're on coke, you're always on coke. <laughs> it's in your blood. Bro. You can you can get off a of crack. <laughs> but you can't get off a of coke. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga was tripping. I seen that mugshot years back. I was like, damn, nigga, is this where you find your inspiration? God, he said, I ain't never going back imagine there. Imagine if, <laughs> if Kendrick or Jay Z did coke. You niggas be on a whole nother level. Oh, I, Coke and, and that stuff just affects the black community completely different. It really does. Just completely different. Huh. Nigga be acting totally different. Yeah. Char, Charlie Sheen did Coke. Uh, he did. Name, name one successful black person that you know did Coke. Coke does them. Coke does them. Golly. But let me get back to what I was talking about here before I forget because I'm slowly forgetting. Um, God damn, I hate you, Jay. Uh, this is this is this is what I'm gonna say since I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> uh, Are you on coke? Such <laughs> <laughs> a tripping. Damn, Jay, why you do be like that, man? But no, no, no. Seriously, talking about the intro. Let's just get back to the intro. Okay. Fuck. I like Russell Brand because when it was all said and done, he made me wanna kind of dig deeper. I was like, why is he where he is? What is this dude doing? Why is he? How is he going to come on our scene? We have the biggest stage in the world when it comes to, you know, getting out to the world. The Hollywood is the shit. Everybody, no matter where you're acting at, no matter where you are, more than likely you want to get to Hollywood because that's where you're going to get your biggest check, if I'm not mistaken. So when I found out, you know, the type of dude he was, uh, eventually I stumbled across the fact that he was writing books and he was, he's doing his own podcast, you know. He shit, he even has a tour, you know, where he pretty much, he does his comedy, but his comedy is a Chappelle type of comedy to where, yeah, you're laughing, but you're learning at the same time. Yeah. And um, 
the point of the intro was just, you know, for people to be like, hey, man, that's Russell Brand. Just, you know, it's the dude that I forgot what movie it was, but he fucking played a bunny. And, and the movie was fairly successful, but he's a funny guy. Get him to the Greek. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I look at forgetting, him. Was it forgetting Sarah Marshall? He was in that too. Yeah. 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 And um, the funny thing, the one thing I'm going to say is, because a lot has happened in the past couple of weeks. Matter of fact, in January, a lot happened to me. To where January was a long year. It was long in the bitch. <laughs> it's boy. the truest meme I've uh, seen in, in a in a week. Yeah, uh, people people could sit there and say that they had a good month, but that bitch still felt long. But um, I definitely have run into a lot of people lately that I have judged them by their cover, and when I open them up, you know, I'm like, damn, like I didn't think that you were like this. Mm-hmm. Like I thought you would be totally different, and that's definitely Russell Brand. Um, but. For him to say, for him as a rich person, and we hear this all the time from rich people, and it's kind of hard to believe, but for him to say those things about being happy and basically to remove your mindset from trying to chase these temporary things, you know, in order to get to gain happiness, you know, your focus should be elsewhere. And I think as I've been, I was, I was reading like an excerpt from his book, he basically just has a. a he, his, his, I think the philosophy behind everything he talks about is giving. It's like they're giving and being kind. And there is no other way to actually reach that moment where you really feel good except for when you're giving or being kind or treating other people, whether they're less fortunate, just as fortunate, just friends, when you're actually treating them with kindness and treating them like you want to be treated. And uh, as I was reading the excerpt, I was thinking about how I mean, it's 7 billion people on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, that's a very rough estimate. Very rough. And um, you ever sit there and think about how people always say, you know, oh, you know, we just want equality, we want peace, we want that, and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, man, it's hard for family members to come, come together cohesively. Nigga. And you're trying to get 7 billion people to actually be cohesive. To sing Kumbaya. Man. And like I said, like and I'm I'm reading his excerpts and I'm and I'm looking at the fact that there's a lot of people on this fucking planet. And when it's all said and done, obviously you want to take the frame of it and make it a little smaller to where you want to make you want to be that one person that infects one person with your happiness, therefore they infect another person with their happiness, and then it's a trickle down effect. And you could only be hopeful that it reaches seven billion people. You know, it's it's kind of like when when you when you go through a drive through and, and you get caught up in one of those pay it forward things. There you go. There you. Go. I got I got caught up in one of those two years ago on Christmas, like Christmas Eve, I think. Or like it was like two days before Christmas, and I was getting some McDonald's breakfast, and I was like, "Fuck, this dude just bought my breakfast. Do I buy the next person's breakfast?" Hmm. See, I I think it was like the day, it wasn't the day after Christmas. I think it was a few days before Christmas because I was bullshitting, mm-hmm. and I went to Whataburger to get breakfast, and and like I was like, she was like, oh, the person in front of you paid paid for it, and I was like, oh, okay. Then I then it dawned on me, like, oh wait, wait, we're doing the thing, aren't we? And she's like, what thing? It's like, oh, we're doing the pay it forward thing. Like I I pay for them behind me now and stuff like that. And then she was like, oh, yeah, well, I guess. And like, yeah, you know, go and ring me up, you know. And because I've, I've been looking, <laughs> except for this one time I got caught up in it. She. Because I was going through a McDonald's drive-thru. Mm-hmm. And I had just got the sausage biscuit and hash brown, you know, $1.50. That's $1.50. 
So then I got caught up in it. She's like, oh, the person in front of you paid yours. I was like, all right, cool. Let me get the person behind me. And I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I've told this on the show before. That shit was like $13. I was like, no. God damn. You got to look through that rearview mirror and see who you're dealing with. You're dealing with Peter Griffin. You may want to reconsider. It's like, yeah, I got to break the chain. This, you know, this is where it stops. Uh, yeah. But but to to your testament and his as well, like 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 giving is 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 it feels good. It man. feels good. Yeah, it does. It really does. Even when you really think you can't do it, it's simple shit. People think it's always monetary value to what mm-hmm. you're giving, but uh, we, uh, it, it it amazes me how easily somebody can program their mind to give to a million dollar church every week. <laughs> every like, week they don't need it. But then you skeptical at, at, at the at the, the 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 country church that's you know asking for these love offers and they pass the plate around twice. You're like, mm, I don't know about giving y'all money. This fucking place is as big as my room. <laughs> they need this money. Definitely. You know, they, I know they, they. I look around and we sitting on lawn chairs. We don't even have pews. They bought a bunch of lawn chairs in come here. Like, on, man. like I know they struggling to keep the lights on. You can tell when the pastor is trying to make a living while trying to. Give the word that he truly believes in compared to a guy that's just motivational speaking. He's just like, hey man, I'm gonna get paid regardless because I'm to the point where I'm writing books, I'm traveling the world, blah blah blah. You know, I'm to to the point where it's like I'm not even preaching some day, some Sundays, yeah. and I'm still getting these yeah. checks. Substitute preachers in here going harder than me, and I'm still getting these. And checks. I'm still getting these checks. Man, that's amazing, bro. bro. Even even Nas said that to receive is cool, but I lust giving. Like. That giving, that, that feeling that you gave something to somebody and, you know, it was no sweat off your back or nothing, but it meant a world of a difference to them. Shit's just crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, that's something for 2018 that I felt like was would be a good focus point to just be like, man, like, a, a cat like me will work so hard and then I would give so little. You know, obviously, you know, I'm doing for my son, but it's like that goes without saying like that. Right. I have no choice. I mean... But to like, you know, somebody has a birthday, you know, chunk them some money. It's just, it's just little things like that. Because, I mean, I was telling my son today when he was going to this birthday party. I'm like, dude, don't ever go to somebody's birthday party with nothing in your hand. Yeah. That's fucking rude. And he's looking at me like, well, I'm just a kid. I'm like, dude, you could bring a fucking Sprite. <laughs> you, know, you can bring some cupcakes or something. Something. Like, you're you're a kid, therefore I'm responsible for you. You represent me. So if you come there with nothing in your hand, they like, man, this nigga just came and eat up the food and shit. You know Bro, what I'm saying? When I turned 18, I had a big birthday party, and it's my homeboy, my homeboy Shannon, and and he showed up, ran through all the wings, and left. Wow. Bro, shut the wings down. Fat boy. Fat boy. Damn. Shout out to Shannon. Shout out to Shannon. My my nigga be going through it from time to time. I st- and I still shoot him some some words of advice. You know. Oh, that's a bit. He listens. Nah, he doesn't listen. He, but he I, I see him on Facebook, he and he'll send him this he'll, episode he'll, be, he'll be going through it, and I'll be like, "Shannon, dog, it's, that's not gonna matter in, in two days." What I are you going you. through? He, he's a heavy set guy. All right. Of course, you go through those dating woes. Okay. And then he has a certain type, mm-hmm. and a certain type, and the person that he is don't necessarily mesh. So he's a slave to his preference. He's a slave to his preference, mm-hmm. and he's always on social media, heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And how is he dealing with that? Because I mean, he goes to social media. And that's how he deals with it. That's how he deals with it. You think that's a smart way to deal with it? I don't think it's a smart way to deal with it. You mm-hmm. know, as as men, I mean, of course, it's, I say you know, embrace your feelings and everything, but publicizing your feelings may not always be the best thing to do. 
man. And and especially when you're going to social media and be like, you know, I'm such a nice guy, but yes, she runs back to the dude that, you know, does this and does that too. It's like, man, that's her problem. Bitch ass people are gonna do that. Yeah, that's that's, that's my theory. And that's think, their problem. And I'm not saying Shannon's the bitch ass people. I'm talking about bitch ass people are going. They to, come and and, and use you. And use you, and they're gonna go back to what they, if not what they know is worse, but what they have already experienced as being worse. That bothers me. That's why I call them bitch ass people. Because I'm like, if you're a real, if you're a real individual, and you're actually seeking to to be fulfilled by somebody's companionship in a positive way, and then you meet this person. That can do that for you, and this is what you want, and yet you're like, I'm gonna just toy with it, and then go back to some other. I'm gonna come, come and I'm gonna I'm gonna drain you of your positive energy, and then I'm gonna take it right back to this negative situation, this newfound hope That's that I, that I've got, I've taken from you. I'm gonna take it back to this negative situation, but the shell that I leave you in because you sat there, you did everything right. Damn, like you know, you 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 did everything right, but and with they being, still chose. To go back to a fucked up situation, but now I hope, and it's funny because although we're looking at Shannon like he Shannon like he's the victim here, I hope Shannon is not the person that because we we talk about him being overweight or him being a certain size, but you know during the winter time, you know those guys are 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 loved heavily, no pun intended. But um, I'm just saying like you have your you have your section of women that do love their chubby chasers as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. He's getting attention from somewhere, quite possibly, and I hope that he's not doing that to a woman that is in love with his chubbiness. Like, like I seen a um a post. It was been years ago. Um, it was an interview of Rosa Acosta, and uh, she was like, you know, I don't, I don't like my men to be like these super fit guys, these you know almost borderline bodybuilders, you know, okay. these super athletic types. If that's not a part of their profession, she's like, because to her, that's not what a man should look like. Okay. And I guess it was primarily based off, you know, how she grew up and she knew what her dad looked like. And, you know, he was a good man regardless of his shape. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, I don't need him out there trying to compete with me on who looks the best. Who's sexier. Who's sexier. I I believe no matter what, there's a certain level of narcissism that goes with, you know, you know, wanting to maintain your body. Um, I mean, everybody exhibits some type of narcissism depending on how they feel about their physical attributes and um obviously i could put myself in that category but i think that with the little narcissism i may have or the obsession obsession with wanting my body to be better only goes as far as it's in my head and i don't have to show the whole world yeah you know because most places i go to it's funny because a lot of people always point this out like I may have a long sleeve on. You know, if it's hot as fuck, you know me. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put my regular shirt on. Fuck all y'all. But. <laughs> Except when your fool ass was in Vegas and you lost your damn shirt at the pool party. If you're in Las Vegas, Nevada right now and you happen to have a muscle uh, a muscle shirt or a tank top with a no boundaries logo on it. <laughs> I need you to email us so we can you can return that because I would like my take. If you back. acquired it from what we were at Liquid, I think we were at Liquid. Or, it was Liquid. We yeah, we was at Liquid. Liquid. Yeah. If you were at Liquid and you found this No Boundaries tank top, <sighs> keep it. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. But yeah, I mean, I mean, but at the same time, I'm not that type of guy. Like you know, a true narcissist, but. I think at the same time there are levels. There are levels to everything, and there are definitely levels to narcissism. I believe that a person that can sit there and and post selfies all the time, all day, anytime, 
come on, you have an obsession with the way you look. There is a certain level of narcissism there. And you may, you may label it as self-love or you may label it as just, you know, hey, you know, I, you know, God bless me with this. Okay, that's cool. But still, if you look at the definition for, for narcissism, somewhere along the lines, you probably fall in there. And th there are men and women that do it too. It is what it is. And the, these, all, these labels usually come with a negative stigma. But the reality is, I mean, some, we are who we are. You know, it's 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 how you carry yourself beyond that little flaw in your uh, personality. It's not just oh, you you have narcissistic tendencies. You're a shitty person. No, you, you got narcissistic tendencies. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, like you have you have narcissistic tendencies. But then again, if I call you, my car's broke down. You're the first one to come. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're still a solid person. You're still a good person, but. You got some narcissistic tendencies, you know. People, everybody's flawed. Yeah, but but to double back, um, we kind of talked about how he shouldn't deal with that heartbreak. Oh, definitely. But yeah. we didn't talk about how he should deal with it, or how men in general should deal with heartbreak, or how we do deal with heartbreak. So we already scratching off the list, going to social media and publicizing it. Is yeah, it's, you, you, it's, you don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. You don't do that. You take you take those L's in private because because when you when you go on social media and as you're doing it. It's basically like eating that chocolate cake, like Russell Brand said. Afterwards, you're going to feel kind of stupid. Like, why did I just post that? Mm -hmm. That chocolate cake. Why did I just eat that chocolate cake? Yeah. I know why I ate the chocolate cake. Because <laughs> that motherfucker was delicious. <laughs> I'm just saying. Have you ever had your heart broken? Once. Once. Okay. How did, how did you deal with it? I mean, I, I got to ask that question. I mean. <laughs> At the age of 33, bro, I would hope that I, I mean, have a heart broken. I, I mean, you could have or you could not. Uh, it was before the social media age, so it wasn't even that wasn't even an option to run to social media. Um, that's definitely what got me working out. Mm -hmm. I, ran, I ran to the gym. I didn't. I, I wasn't drinking at the time. Um, that definitely started off the the gym run, and um, I think that kind of start, started an obsession with movies too. Like I, I I was already kind of somewhat obsessed with like movies, but that that started the obsession. I basically found something that I could escape in, and I, that way I could be distracted. And it got to the point where I felt that there were healthy distractions. Yeah, I mean, watching like I've watched some of the weirdest movies, some of the, to me some of the weirdest, some of the dopest, some of the funniest, in my opinion. And I, it, it, you just when you're when you're heartbroken. And like we'll, we'll talk about off air, uh, Sylvia Plath and Edgar Allan Poe, like they reached the level of heartbroken or depression to the point where they were talking about suicide. But before that, it tapped into a part of their brain that made their writing like super beautiful yeah. to certain people. So it's like when you take that heartbreak and you turn it into a power or you 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 you, you find a, a you find an outlet for it exactly exactly like that I felt like that's what I did I found the outlet to get it off my mind and I let myself go through the what do you call it the grieving period yeah you got you got to let yourself go through it and then that was it I mean I've heard a person say that Capricorns don't go go through breakups well but I've never been the type of person ever um, to like try to be spiteful towards a person oh, uh, no. that broke my heart. Or to, you know, I just never been that type of person. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I may shut you off, but that's healthy for me. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no reason for you. That's why I don't, that's why I don't believe in, um, what do you call it? Professional relationships or company relationships or inter, 
Inter office? Inter office relationships. Uh, I appreciate that, sir. Uh, I don't believe in inter office relationships because, I mean. I it, can't cut you off if I can still got to see yeah, you. Yeah, man, that sucks, man. Cutting someone off, basically blocking them and getting rid of them, that's a part of the process, man. Like, that's that's undeniable. If you really want to do it. And once, once it gets to that point of the heartbreak where you realize, okay, this heartbreak is real. I got to take this step. It's a necessary step. Yeah. I, I can write a book on how to deal with heartbreak, but from my perspective, I feel like you got to cut them off and you got to find ways to fill that gap. I'd have, I'd have to agree with you. Um, like, like the biggest thing I would say is like rechanneling that energy, like sitting in the house and sulking and, and sleeping all day just isn't going to do it. Like you have to do something with that energy and, and it, it's, it's more mental energy than anything. Definitely. Like I, I know there's a lot of physical to it, but mentally you have to occupy your mind. And like you said, you, you got into movies, like watching movies occupies your mind. Okay. Going to the gym physically occupies you. I mean, there's gotta be a book you can read, some studying you can do like yeah. something to deal with that heartbreak. But even with all that, you have to go through the process. You have to go through the hurt and you have to go through the missing that person. And if and if you, you're missing that person and you just know for a fact, like, you know, I'm just going to have to miss this person. Like, there's no there's no point in it's not healthy for me to try to get back with this person just to not feel pain. I think that's what, what what's key is, is like if your thought is like, I'm going to get back with this person because I don't want to hurt. Yeah, that's yeah. then then that that that's a huge issue. Let me let me say this. I've never been the type of person to sit there and say you can't get back with an ex because I think that's bullshit. I truthfully believe that you can't get back with the ex because when it's all said and done, it could be you you could you, I believe you meet people at the wrong time sometimes. Yeah. It's just straight up. You meet a person at the wrong time. You tried it. It fucks up. Blah blah blah. My thing is. It's the willingness to make sure that when you're going back with this ex that you're literally telling y'all both are in agreement that y'all both were shitty to each other and you need to actually do better this time. It's very possible. I, I, think, I think the key in that is growth. Yeah. Like if you bring back this same person and you come back the same person and, and your ex comes back the same person, y'all going to end up at the same result. Like y'all both need to grow. Just a side note. Like I've, I've been in a situation where one person grew and the other person stays stagnant and exactly. it didn't work. That's not fair. That's yeah. Not fair. Like you both need to come in, come in and, and both mutually grow. So, so like I said, as a side note here, this would be an instance where I would say, do not keep that same energy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't keep that same energy. Please don't. And, <laughs> and, and it's because you broke up for a reason. You got together for a reason and you broke up for a reason. What is the most if severe you, reason you could break up with somebody and say, okay, I'm not going to go back? Uh, Infidelity. Level infidelity meaning like you you knew they were fucking somebody else or they went on another date or like how deep does it get like because see it's 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 levels because like to me emotional cheating is like heavy but you can still get back with them after emotional cheating I don't think so because with that you you made an emotional bond with somebody else Hmm. like to the point where where you it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't just a physical thing now the physical thing fucks me up. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, you know, I can, I can know that, you know, she fucked around. But if I fucked around and she fucked around, I can't be sit, sitting there be hypocritical and be like, you know, oh, well, you're willing to take me back, but I'm not willing to take you back. Oh, y'all just fuck around. Yeah, if we just some fuck arounds, we shouldn't be together anyway. <laughs> Straight up. Because, like, if you, 
even if let's say I fucked around and then she found out I fucked around and she fucked around out of spite. That's that's not good. That ain't good. That ain't healthy at all. That's that not mean, healthy at all. That means that I mean y'all are literally at war with each other. Yeah. And usually people that are at war with each other, I mean, at the most they could become allies one day, but I don't think they can ever really genuinely be friends. And nah, they can never, I, yeah, occupy that same space. Yeah. It just, it but but to me that uh, that emotional level of cheating it shows that it was something there that I wasn't giving you mentally or emotionally my thing is if you're that's you're in that case where if you're emotionally cheating then scenario if 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 my girlfriend is getting emotional support from this other guy that guy must be better than me in some way so won't you go to him why you trading that man energy (laughs) but is it that he's better or is it that it's new it's it's always because to to me i think when (laughs) Mwanje from YBO said this He said men don't cheat Niggas cheat (laughs) And so when when niggas cheat I feel that It's most It's primarily not emotional They just cheat because It's primal Yeah it's primal (laughs) It's primal You know I'm out here I'm hunting Here's some prey And that's That's the difference between Like Women today, uh, I would say in the past three years, maybe women today have become have they're trying to become more of the savages like, oh, I'm going to just I'm going to have a one night stand with this dude and he I'm going to treat him like they used to treat us. It's like I feel you. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, we deserve it. But there's a certain primal thing about men that. It just it's it's so much easier for us, and I think when women do it, it's almost like they have to drown themselves in in the guilt first, and they do it on their own. It's like they it's almost like they have the one night stand, they're full of guilt, and then they like they walk out the room like they're savages. You know what I'm saying? But men, they do this shit. It's almost like sociopaths, bro. Like we have a tendency to do it, and then we don't think twice about it. Like we we can have a piece of ass in front of us, and that's all it is. Yeah. You know, and, and women are training their minds to get like that, but I just don't believe that it's a hundred percent genuine. I still think that most of the women that, that do that somehow, some way it's a good chance that emotional attachment is going to come, especially if it's good. And I'm only speaking from experience just based on the fact that I know too many women that have come across me or my homeboys and they, they always, Oh, I just, you know, I just, I just want this. And then all of a sudden it's like you don't talk to him anymore and then you kinda you kinda realize that you really missed that attachment. It wasn't just this. Because I, I confidently say that because um I I, I, I forgot uh, I forgot what show it was. But it's like you can tell when you really don't care about something and you're just using it for us and you know, it's an adamant purpose. Yeah. And if I let's say I have my favorite cup that I'm drinking out of every day and uh, one day I drop it. It's like, oh, fuck. I got to replace it. (laughs) I don't sit there and I'm just like, oh, I'm crying. Like, oh, my God, I miss it for weeks. I'm finna replace this shit. (laughs) When when a dude has a piece of ass in front of him and and she ends up saying a couple weeks later, oh, I'm about to get into this relationship. Oh, fuck. (laughs) There goes my piece of ass. I got to find some more. You know, like, like, that's how we treat it. And I just don't really Slim feel. Slim Thug once said, damn, all my hoes getting in relationships. Like, 
that's how he felt about it. That's it, uh, it wasn't heartbreaking. Yeah. It was because he referred to them as hoes. And like I, it wasn't this special person decided to go get with somebody else. And I think that's a masculine behavior. I don't think that that comes with femininity at all. I don't think that a woman naturally feels like when I get when I get this physical connection and it breaks that I'm just gonna walk away from it like it's nothing. I don't think that's feminine nature. I think a woman that could do that is probably more in touch with her masculine side than anything. That's why I say women can do it. I just think that it takes a lot more training of the mind. To to me, like I've I've never known anybody to just be able to walk away from a situation where there wasn't any extreme lying, any infidelity, like any abuse. Like I've never known that people that's like you know, and like you said about holding on to things too long. You might say you know, well, I mean, he wasn't hitting you, like he wasn't cheating on you, he wasn't lying to you. You know, then you know why 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 did y'all just in. You know, like what? What was the reason? You, was there just like a not just you know woke up and realized this person wasn't good for me that's one day I, or, or anything like that? I, th- I think <laughs> I think a lot of it boils down to communication because if you get that far, mm-hmm. there's obviously something there. But yeah. what aren't you communicating, and what aren't they communicating? Because are y'all are, was this like a friendship that shouldn't have went there, and y'all both are too afraid to say it because you know you've crossed that line, and now if you go, you can't go back because it'll change everything. Mm-hmm. Like you just never know. I hate to always do this, but obviously my last relationship was my last relationship, so it's a good example. Mm -hmm. Uh, My last relationship basically got to the point, like I say all the time, where I know for a fact that skipping the friendship part of it wasn't healthy. And I think that within the relationship, we did become friends. But also within within that relationship or within that frame of time where we became friends, we saw flaws in the friendship, and it was still hard to break it off because we had put a title on it, and we had goals set in mind. And I only believe that it got as far as where it got to, like you said, because of lack of communication. But the lack of communication on my my side comes in the fact that I don't one my, one of my one I have a lot of flaws. But uh, fuck you, I don't like the way you just shook your head. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of flaws, but one of my flaws that sucks is I can get tired of people pretty fast. Meaning, like it's like friends, like friends are friends. I don't have to deal with. I don't got to talk to Jay every day. You know, I don't got to see Jay every day. I don't, Jay doesn't drain my energy. Jay may annoy me, but at the same time, see why you say that. <laughs> Jay is Jay. And there is no physical connection between me and Jay. Jay doesn't owe me anything. I don't owe Jay anything. But for the most part, it's, it's, it's just so much easier to look at a flawed friendship and be like, uh, it, it, it's, it's not going to kill me if I stay friends with this person. So I tend to, you know, I either tend to like be like, oh, I'm afraid friends with this person. Bottom line, people I get tired of people fast. So yeah. the second part was I don't ever want to change anybody. No. Like the only person I'm trying to mold in this world is my son. And I'm trying to mold him to be a great person, like any parent would do. But as far as a woman in front of me, the minute I see a bunch of flaws in a woman, meaning let me not say flaws. When I see a lot of traits in a woman that I don't care for, then I can already tell, okay, eh, she'll be a decent friend. I wouldn't want her as a companion. And in my last relationship, by the time I saw that, she was already my girlfriend. Yeah. And it sucked. And it was just like, God damn, what do I do? Uh, it drags on. It's like, okay, fuck this shit, I'm gone. But it's never, it's never I'm gone because I hate this person. It was never I'm gone because this person um, was was a bad person. It's just, you knew she, I knew she wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And I knew at the end of the day, I wasn't going to change her. So what's the point? And I didn't want to change her. And see, from I, I, I'm from the different aspect because my last relationship, we started out as friends. Mm. We were friends for like a solid five years. You was in that friend zone. 
Or that was actually genuine friends. We were actually genuinely friends. Okay. Like, we would talk to each other about the relationships that we were in. You know, we were genuinely friends. And then we we started dating. And I think it was, the problem for us was it was hard to separate, you know, okay, how can I tell this to my boyfriend and not my best friend? If that makes any sense. Like, like when it, when it comes to the communication, like, I don't want to, I, I need to talk to him about this portion of the relationship. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to affect the friendship that we have going on too, and and not, and not even to the extent of breaking up, but just a, a communication things like you know I could tell you know my my friend you know this is what's going on, this is how I feel, this is how I feel. But when it comes to telling my boyfriend, there's another level to it because it it just it just got more difficult, and then and you know that led us to breaking up a couple of times, and then you know as I mentioned earlier, you know you can get back with that ex if you both grow. I noticed that she was growing mm-hmm. and then I would sit there and I'd be like, all right, cool. This is, this is going to be great. But I was bringing back that same man that I had always been. Mm. And, and fact, in fact, of the matter is I wasn't the same man that I started the relationship as I changed during the relationship and not for the better is what I was told. And so, <laughs> and so I kept bringing back this same man over and over and over because she was working on herself and proving herself, but I wasn't. So then it gets to the point where, you know, okay, it's not working because only one person is growing. The other person isn't. So then after we broke up again, I took the steps to work on myself to kind of reevaluate who I am as a person and to work on the flaws that I know I have. As you mentioned, you know, everybody knows their flaws or their character traits that they need to work on. Some people just avoid them. And I avoided mine for a long time. So then when I started to work on mine, I started noticing, oh, shit, she was doing all this. She was doing that. She was doing that. But I hadn't worked on myself. So I hadn't grown any. So I couldn't identify it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Every time you say that, I just sit there and think about how unfair it is for a person like I don't know I can't say unfair but it sucks when you know that you are trying to do everything that you possibly can to grow or to make yourself better to give this undeserving person a chance because a lot of times that's what it boils down to you're sitting there looking at your ex and you're like you know hey, I really want to get back with this person we didn't break up like nobody slashed nobody tires we didn't stab anybody right you know it just it just it was just an unfor- it was a series of unfortunate events that led us to breaking up. So therefore, we 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 went our separate ways. But then, after a couple of weeks or so, we had you know some brief interactions, or the stars aligned in a way to make you say, "Hey, you know," it, it put that person in your mind. Because if you're in a relationship with somebody for a, eight nine months, no matter what, after that breakup, you're gonna think about them for a while. That person's gonna be linked to you for life. Yeah. Honestly, that, of course, but for sure, for the next few months, that person is, certain things are going to happen where that person's going to cross your mind. Shit, y'all might have been in the middle of a Netflix series, and now you got to You had to finish your solo dolo, and you want want to say, see, I told you. Exactly, you know, but she's not there, or he's not there, so therefore, you know, that person's linked to you. So, you, you're, it's, once again, I truly believe you can give an ex a chance, but if you start realizing that damn I'm the only person putting in effort to one get back with you and I'm the only person putting in that effort to become a better person for you because it's almost like first of all bitch I didn't (laughs) I didn't we didn't we didn't break up because I was a shitty person we broke up because we both were shitty people 
And that's what I, it's like, I try to get people to understand that a lot of times that's what it is. And no matter what the communication barrier is, I couldn't tap into your communication barrier. You couldn't tap into mine. So therefore we just, we're just shitty people. It's yeah. okay. It's okay to be a shitty person sometimes. You have to accept that you're a shitty person. I mean, even, I don't, see, I don't even. Shitty, shitty is a drastic word. Yeah, that's what I was I mean. thinking. Like, shitty is a drastic word. Like, I wouldn't even say it's as drastic as being shitty. I just say, you know, you, com- you communicate different or, or or we suck. Like, we like we were scared. We were scared to tell the truth. Basically, we were scared to tell the truth. I, I, I was, time, I was scared to say, you know, you know what? When you do that shit, it pisses me off. Because you feel like, you know, nah, I can't nag on everything or, I, you know, I can't voice my displeasure about this because then it's just going to make the other person mad. Nah, if this shit's pissing you off, you need to say this shit's pissing you off. Instead of holding it, and and I know this because I'm a bottler, you know, instead of holding it until it's like, you know what, I'm fed up, you know, this happened, this happened last year in 2017, you did this, and then in 2016, you did this, and I'm still hot about this, you know, and you start bringing up all this old shit, and it's like, damn, you should address this along the way. Damn, are you a that, bottler or a grenade? <laughs> more like a grenade. More like a grenade. I don't know the contents of a grenade, but you definitely uh, have some of those. Uh, more like things. a more like a grenade, because like yeah. you start pulling out all this old shit that you didn't say anything about. And then you just so then it's kind of like, it's just kind of like, whoa, 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 yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> and then yeah. it's kind, and then you've you've turned several ant hills into one huge mountain, and you're trying to climb it in an argument when you're both hot, you're both cussing, and it's just not gonna work. Yeah, that's not cool at all. That's not cool at all. But damn, man, I don't know if I struck a nerve there. No, 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 no. That was that was a good analogy. But uh, you're definitely a grenade. Okay. And I'm not sure a bottler is the is the more appropriate term, but that's a good one. I, I'm gonna put that into my personal dictionary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you say you say shitty, I say bottler. You say grenade, you know. That is very true. It's all that about the vocabulary. True. And a lot of times when we get caught up in semantics, we tend to realize that when it's all said and done, nigga, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's rarely that you're completely off base. Pretty much. We we in society, we fuck up words all the time. I think racism is one of the words that we fuck up the most. I don't care. Boy. I think I think the word racism is is. Today it's abused more than ever, and I still don't think people understand it. And I think people they only use it when it when it's when it fits their narrative, and that shit is annoying. Just like like one person may say woke, one person may say aware, one person may say woke, one person may say aware, one person may say conscious. At the end of the day, me personally, I know what the fuck you're talking about. You're basically just saying to me that hey, I I know this I know this subject that we're talking about. Hmm. You know it to the degree that your brain allows you to know it. Right. I'm a I'm a true believer in that because even the person even a person with a degree in a certain field, I still feel like even when they graduate, they still have a bunch of learning to do. Even after a PhD status, you still got a lot of learning to do. Shit, I was listening to a podcast with um, I forgot his name, but he was a fucking neuroscience a neuroscientist, and I, although he was a neuroscientist. He still ended up going back to school to go into another field in philosophy and then going back into psychology just all so he can channel it back to where he understands neuroscience Mm -hmm. because neuroscience is only going to cover so much. Now it's like, what do you, what are you thinking now? What is your thought process now about neuroscience? Cause I've, it's, it's like a mechanic. Yeah. I I taught you, I taught you how to, um, most of the time where you were in 
UTI or whatever the mechanic school is. I taught you how to to work on a a 1999 Pontiac for for two years. Okay, now how are you gonna apply this knowledge to when you have to work on a Nissan? Yeah. You know, like I didn't teach you shit about a Nissan. <laughs> I taught you mainly about a Pontiac. So it's kind of like that, but not totally like that. Exactly. So now you got to apply what you learned from this 99 Pontiac and start fixing up on these foreign cars. And that lets you know, like right there, damn, I got a degree. I got a, I, I was, I was master in this field. Yeah. You may be master on that 99 Pontiac. You may be, you may be a mat. They may label you a master in the field of, you know, a mechanics, but do you truly know mechanics until you can work on every single vehicle? Are you really a mastery in that field? You know, so that's why I just say, you know, you can you can only be so woke. You can only be so aware. You can only be so conscious. And it's like, uh, do people want to accept that? Do they not want to accept it? Trust me, it's going to be plenty of scenarios or situations you get yourself in to where the smartest motherfucker realizes, damn, I ain't all that bright. Yeah. I didn't know half the shit I thought I did. Exactly. You know, so... If if the the um the, the the interesting part of how do I say the interesting part of learning to me is realizing that learning never stops. Like if you if you get to the point where you're just super cocky and you just feel like you know every fucking thing, then that's a that's a problem. And I, I feel like it's too many people around walking around now. Like I was laughing the other day at um the um What's that? Uh, Lou Williams. Yeah. <laughs> when when he when he made the statement about um, having multiple girlfriends and saying that. But remember, Lou Will had multiple girlfriends when he was in Toronto. Exactly. Like, like this has two been teams ago. This has been years ago. How do I say this? It was funny to me. I guess I'm bringing this up to say it was funny to me that. When Shannon Sharp came at him, Shannon Sharp came at his him from a perspective of an old school nigga that kinda comes from an era where when they were doing it, it probably was straight up cheating. Like you had a whole <laughs> wife and a girlfriend on the side that knew nothing exactly, about the other, which was a totally different from the fact that Lou Williams has two women in his in his in his. Uh, is, are they still together? I, I, don't I don't know, but Lou Williams has two women. In, in his in his reach that how do I say are in agreement with what what's going on and it's like they're consenting yeah. adults and everybody is shining a light on the fact that Lou Williams did it because of a Drake song really like that's I think that's kind of what got it popping because I mean we heard about it and then Drake commercialized it mm-hmm. but for all we know that nigga Reggie Jackson got might have two girlfriends and the thing is you came you asked Lou Will this question. Lou Will wasn't out here bragging, throwing no, it up in sure cats' wasn't. faces or nothing like that. Y'all came to Lou Will and asked him this. So, therefore, you got the answer. So, then Shannon Sharp goes, like, man, that's, that's called snitching where I'm from. How? He ain't say nobody's name. He ain't, he ain't called nobody out. He didn't, he didn't pull a shack. Ooh. I forgot about that situation. Like, like he, he didn't do that. Like, you asked him a question, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of guys in, in, in the league do that. Lou Will has been, been was on. Was it a Shaq or a Kobe? A, I think it was a Kobe. Oh, he yeah. might have pulled like, a Kobe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Always for, I forget that's why people hate Kobe so much. Yeah. And it's like, bro. But then at the same time, Lou Will is a journeyman. 
he's been all around he's the league. Around, yeah. So it, you can't even you can't like if if I'm sitting there with my girl and I and I done played on the team with Lou Will and he said, you know, I'm sure a lot of women uh, a lot of men in the league do it. And my and my girl look at me side eyed, she's looking at me for a reason. She either already has that assumption or no, that's the only reason. She already has this assumption. She's not just oh well, you played ball with Lou Will yeah so did ninety other motherfuckers. <laughs> it's like it's like so you know you think he's talking about me? Yeah 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 yeah. She, like it, it, I brought up this whole situation to say that clearly the old school perspective and the young perspective of uh, young, Shannon Sharp knowing what he knows, Lou Williams knowing what he knows, it it it, it, it clashes because one person feels like. Man, this is how I would have handled it. The other person is like, well, this is how I'm handling it. And you have to realize that we come from two different generations. We come from two different eras. And clearly, it's it's going to be some differences there because when you was coming up, social media wasn't a, a big deal. No. When you were coming up, people actually read the whole newspaper. They didn't just read the headline. And... That's fucking amazing to me how many people could just read a headline and feel. That's why the shade room and bottle alert are so are so successful because people rarely ever come to bottle alert or the shade room and actually click to read more. All they worried about is what that fucking headline say, and they jump in the comment section. And then you look at the day. caption; it's like, oh, this caption too long. I'm not reading this caption. Dog, and and you expect me to believe that you're work, you're you're woke, you're aware, you're conscious, and you can't even read a caption? Niggas, captions don't even be that long. They be long enough to make to go read more, but goddamn, like, yeah. bro, like, and I know people don't ever go click the link to actually read full articles. I really? can't, I can't lie to you because I've never been to Shade Room site. I, I, I don't <laughs> want any of that garbage in my mind, but I definitely see their headlines. I definitely see their captions from time to time if they seem interesting. And I just kind of laugh at the fact that people. I know for a fact that people literally their whole judgment or their whole mind frame is always gonna go around what the fucking headline said and i'm just like that's amazing like it's it's crazy how uh, how you can really how do i say i guess it goes back to when i said i judge so many books by their cover in from 1984 to now because that's all i did and i'm starting to realize like Dude, you cannot do that. Like, you literally have to read more in order to understand a situation fully. We have a, a a big, how do I say, we got a big um issue going on in the government right now with read the memo. Like, release the memo, I mean. And a lot of people don't understand what the release the memo is. But common sense would say, if the president wants the memo released, it's a good chance that it's more positive for him. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and like, I'm looking up, you know me, I, I follow all kinds of um, social media sites. I read all kinds of blogs and I'm like, I'm reading the, uh, the right wing blogs. I'm reading the left wing blogs. And it's so hilarious to me how they're twisting it on the left side. I'm like, man, I don't know, bro. Y'all kind of reaching and y'all kind of missing the point because at the end of the day, the summary of the, uh, of the um the release do you know the summary of the release the memo? No, no. You have you had no interest. No. See, that's another thing. It's it's and I'm not saying that this is you, but if you realize a lot of the people that dislike Trump and love the Obamas and love the Clintons, they're only gonna go so far into what they read read on when it relates to politics. But this is a really serious to me. This is not I wouldn't say on the level of Watergate, but this is some serious shit. 
when you have people in the government using taxpayer funds to conspire against a guy because they don't want him to become president. Yeah. Because that's what it all boils down to. You you put together these these false dossiers. You put together. You you make this man into a fucking predator. Like you you got to ask yourself. And I tell people this all the time. Why is the fact that sexual harassment is such a big deal now and it wasn't a big, a big deal three or four years ago? You know, it's like they're constantly trying to push... Everybody that. has their soapbox to stand on is what exactly, it boils down to. Exactly, exactly. They're constantly trying to push that narrative that don't forget that we got a, a, a predator in office. Don't forget that we have this, 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 this orange lunatic in office. Okay, you, you only got to say that so many times for a smart person to get it. But... The, the media and the people that that push that narrative realize that the current society is dumb because they only read the headlines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's all you gotta do. Just read the headlines. It's, it's, it's like it's like, wait, we can't do ground by the pussy. We can handle Bill getting a little head in the Oval Office. Yes. We can handle um who is it? Messing with Marilyn Monroe? We we can, yes. we can handle Jim that. Was, man, Oh, oh, man, I'm telling you, man, if you really go back to the amount of infidelity. And and, and even that, like, I bet Ronald Reagan had mad hoes. Dude. Ronald Reagan was an actor before he became became president. He probably had mad hoes. Have you ever seen um, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt? Mm Mm-mm. You never seen Eleanor Roosevelt? Oh, yeah, she's. Exactly. For anybody out there that gives a damn, if you ever get a chance to look at the Roosevelts, and I'm talking about. She's probably gonna go down in history as the most unattractive first lady <laughs> in American history. And if you think Theodore, right? Yeah. Because you know, Teddy Rosie. If you think Theodore wasn't hitting something else, which he was, because the day he died, his mistress was on his bedside. The day he died, the mistress was on his bedside. Like you so I don't even want you around. <laughs> like real talk. Like that's fucking crazy. Like you have to understand that presidents are mere men. They are not perfect. None of them are. The, the president and your pastor are not these no, gods. No, and like you can say what you want about any of these presidents and how perfect you think they are. It's just that some of them have the media on their side to the point. Back in that day and age when, when Clinton lied on the stand, the I would say that the media pretty much they had to go against him because the 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 evidence was overwhelming. Yeah. It's just nigga, you fucked you, up. I could they couldn't spin this any other way. Exactly. Nigga, you fucked up and we gotta we gotta turn on you. But even at that time, the media was pretty pretty much primarily liberal mm-hmm. and you knew that once once the Bush got once Bush got in office, like oh he was like damn nigga they nigga I don't think I can't remember a time where that nigga Bush got any love. He was fucked from the beginning. He came into this bitch and they was just like say bro, this war on terrorism is fake, <laughs> nigga you're lying. What you fighting these Afghans for? They ain't got nothing. Be like Boy, nigga, how'd you beat the guy that that started the internet? Nigga like what? <laughs> nigga the internet's popping. I'm on that shit right now. I'm talking shit to you. This internet slap hard as fuck. No, <laughs> niggas. Hey, I'm telling you, bro. Like, you, like I said, I said this a couple episodes ago. Like, people really want to truly believe that their thoughts are their own thoughts, but you will be surprised at how many thoughts people are actually thinking right now that were put into a person's mind. Like, in all honesty, bro, back to the Black Panther movie, a lot of people, especially women, are not interested in this movie at all. At all. But 
it's being put into their minds that this movie is important for black people. All mel- all melanin. First of all, let me tell you something. He is not the first black superhero. One. Tell the truth, shame the devil. <laughs> Two, what makes this Black Panther character that is being how do I say this Black Panther character, which is T'Challa, uh, the, the prince of a fictional African country, of a uh, city or whatever. Most people don't know that. <laughs> do they even care? <laughs> See, most people, when they go and watch anything or when they're going to be entertained by it, they don't mind getting a backstory. Most of the people that are going, well, most of the fair weather fans of black theatrics, prime example, Proud Mary was a movie that just came out a few weeks ago. That had Taraji P. Henson as a as a lead. It, this was a, a a black woman in a powerful role, and if I'm not mistaken, she she looked like a fucking black James Bond. I didn't watch it just based on the fact that I wasn't gonna go to the movies to watch it, but I'm definitely gonna watch it at home. Yeah. But tell a person that you gonna watch Black Panther at home, and all of a sudden it's a fucking riot. It's like what makes Black Panther so much more important than Proud Mary? Like I'm confused here. You want to support black leads? Like that movie had a lot of black characters in it too. Bro, the the marketing genius behind Black Panther needs a fucking raise. You drop Black Panther with an all black cast during Black History Month. It's it's so how do I say it? It's so simple yet so complex <laughs> to a to a dummy. But at the same time, it's you apply common sense to it. It's a perfect alley oop to set the year off for first of all. As, as Disney owning this character, owning Marvel than owning this character, you you pretty much, you reel in these Fairweather fans that would have never came and saw it if you didn't have a black lead. Now, what you do is you constantly keep inserting this black lead into Marvel, because first of all, the superhero genre is kind of dying just based on the fact that it's becoming oversaturated. So unless you're a true fan of the superhero genre, then you're never really going to, be interested or support it beyond the Infinity War. Yeah. You know, you, you're going to, you know, like, you got your Star Wars fans, you got your you got your diehard Star Wars fans, but if you want to latch more latch more people in, you get a Childish Gambino in there to play, to play, you know, to play an important character. Now, you might have people a little more interested in Star Wars, which is when I say people, I mean black people. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy. That's all we want. We just want to feel them. We want to... We want to feel important. We want to feel involved. We want to feel like you recognize our greatness, but at the same time, do we recognize our own? Like you need you need somebody to tell you that you're great. I don't. I don't like it's. I don't need a, a black fictional character to tell me that I'm great. That's that's all I'm saying. And it's like I love the fact that people are going to support this movie, but at the same time, I find it baffling that. People are only supporting this movie because of that reason. It's like, I'm going to watch this movie because I'm a true fan of the superhero genre. And when I watch this movie, in all honesty, I don't want to be distracted by the dumbasses in there that don't even understand what's happening. My nigga, you don't even know who this guy is. Yeah. Probably can't even pronounce his name. Yeah. Like, seriously, you're in here with your dashiki on, <laughs> looking stupid as shit, because at the end of the day, this is a goddamn movie. I'm just waiting for the hashtag. We're all from Wakanda. Oh my goodness. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, you're from a fictional place that does not exist. And I'm not gonna I'm I've 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 adapted to the the superhero 
thing. Like I'm like like even when we talk, you know, I, I, I watch Transformers because I grew up watching the cartoon. Exactly. Like I watched Spider Man as a child. I know the exactly. cartoon. I he watched didn't the, have to be black. I watched the X Men. You know, I know all of these these characters. Storm was black. So when I go to watch these movies, I'm not going because oh he's black. I'm going because I like superheroes. That's why I'm going. Like it's it's not because you know I'm I'm out here going above and out of my way to try to support everything that's black. I mean, sure, I will support everything that's black within reason. But exactly. I'm but the key word is within reason. Exactly. If 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 I'm a person right now that doesn't like superhero genre, if I didn't like it at all, I don't give a damn if they put motherfucking Morgan Freeman is as, as the lead. <laughs> Nigga, I ain't fucking with that shit because I don't like the superhero genre. You're not going to hook, line, and sink me into something just because of a person's skin color. Like, really? Like, think about that. It's like it's like they're trying to relaunch FUBU right now. If FUBU, it's the perfect time. If FUBU comes back and their FUBU prices, them throwback FUBU prices that were high as shit, mm-hmm. I'm not supporting it. You know the easiest way for FUBU to come back? Let H&M buy them. H&M shut down their brand or whatever and it just come back as FUBU people gonna buy it people gonna buy it blindly because they're gonna be like I'm supporting something black so I'm gonna cut that out the show man we need to, I'm just we saying, need to, man, we need to send that to somebody already, if I'm not mistaken that's, that's a good already, idea we need to send that to somebody I'm gonna, cut, I'm gonna edit that out the show it was already low key said that Fenty Beauty is not even fully owned by Rihanna which I don't know much about it I still like the fact that black women went out and supported Fenty Beauty but I don't find it hard to believe that Fenty Beauty is probably owned by some gay white guy in France. Bro, the things that these people start promoting and selling, these people, you know, these black celebrities, nine times out of ten, they don't own that. I know. Dude, how much of Ciroc does Diddy own now? Because I, rem- Percentages, man. Percentages. I remember I remember the first time I seen Ciroc was in the movie, um, was in the movie Spanglish with Adam Sandler, and he was in he was in the kitchen and he had Ciroc on on the counter. And that was way before Diddy started pushing it. So it's not like Diddy just came up and, you know, had a... And like Jay-Z with the Brooklyn Nets. He did all that with Brooklyn Nets. He 3%? owned... He, it wasn't even 3%. I don't even know if it was a full one. No, because when he got into the, the agenting, the, being an agent, you got you can't have stock. Uh, he was trying to get Durant or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Now now that, you know, he has the whole um, talent agency or whatever, you know, you can't... Does Drake own any of the Raptors? No, he's just an ambassador. An ambassador okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's so basically he's the guy that brings in the black. He's the people. mascot. He's a mascot that brings in the black people. Yeah, yeah. He brings in the more urban crowd. Yeah, that's what you bring in the younger urban crowd. I mean, that's a, that's a business move. Like the Houston Rockets having Travis Scott perform at, at, at games, you bring in the the urban crowd because you know they do all this market research and it's like, hey, these uh twenty three to thirty five year olds. They have a little more money than we thought they did. Like they're not as broke as we thought they were, or what they once were. It, so we need to get them spending their money with us. This generation right here, there is really no such thing as broke because these niggas will find a way. <sighs> I'm telling you, we talked about it low key earlier. Like I know what my credit card looked like. I can't speak for everybody else, <laughs> but I know for a fact there's a lot of cats out there that's maxing out their credit cards in order to keep up. Whoa. It is what it is. But this generation right here will find a way. Niggas is out here finessing. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot of women out here selling vagina in order to, you know, take trips. Like, it, you know, I'm just saying, like, you... This hey, don't gen- be putting people business out there. I'm not trying to put people business out there. You put people there. business out there like that, man. Man, it's Houston, my nigga. Shh, you know. This is, mm-hmm. I, I saw something. Though. Sometimes you just got to call a spade a spade, but yeah, damn, you definitely. put people business out there, my nigga. 
I know, I know. I hey, I, you ain't calling no names, so you ain't. Oh, no, you're, I ain't calling no names. Shannon Sharp ain't going to get on you for being a snitcher. No nah, 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 I ain't out here dry snitching, man. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't out here dry snitching no more than he ain't out there on Black and Miles every Black Miles and Hennessy every day. Shooting his shot at Nicole Murphy. Come on. He a married man, right? Uh, from, I, exactly. Say, look, Can't even answer the question. And I, I ain't trying to dry snitch. Say, look, man, look. My pastor told me that. I have four days to take care of my own business and three days to stay out of yours. <laughs> That's how I'm trying to live my week. <laughs> Damn. That's how I'm trying to live my week. I fucks with that, man. I fucks with that. Damn. That ain't even words of advice. That was just a free gym right there. Damn. That shit right there, that hit the fire. Because you know me, I mind my business like a motherfucker, man. And people, like I said, man, people try to make you feel bad for minding your business. But at the end of the day, my nigga, I got my own problems. Right. It's it's like, you know, for 60 cents a day you can take care of this dog. Shit, well let me let me let me do these numbers. 60 I can take care of this dog for 60 cents a day. All right, shoes. The 60 cents um that's $4.20 in in a in a week. That's $16.80 in a in a month. That's $32. That's $201 in a year. Hmm. Say man, that's one of my cell phone bills. Really Say, okay. so I got to give up a bill to take care of this dog. I don't even own a pet. I don't own a pet. <laughs> I don't own a pet. And for all I know, y'all ain't gonna tell me if that dog die, and y'all still gonna be taking my money, bruh. <laughs> Just saying, bruh. Just saying, man. But uh, unfortunately, I'm on the schedule today. Okay, okay. But um, there's a few more topics I want. I want to uh, shout out to all the people. That have been giving us love lately. I know you've been sending me screenshots of people that's been like, "Hey, you know, I appreciate y'all, and um, we appreciate." I don't, I don't want to call names out today. No, like we already called cities out. I feel like that's good enough. We had some people come into the live room, which I think I'm going to do that just from a little more, just because I feel like that's another way to tap into the market of y'all realizing that, you know, for one, if 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 one thing, if you can't tell who the voices are. <laughs> I'm well, clearly. <laughs> and this is... Jay. <laughs> God. But... But if you follow the Instagram account, that my, I actually put my face on there now. You do. My face hasn't been on there in a while, so my face is there now. The Monstar's face is on there. Well, it's still quite hidden. As, as he should be. Yes, exactly. As he should it's be. Not, it's not something that you want to see. He is the ghost. <laughs> Jay is the monster and Welly is the ghost. And that's that's the role that I that's that's how God put us here. Yeah. That's God's plan. Yeah. And with that being said, I guess we can roll into words of advice. Okay. Um I think my words of advice are a post that I put up today. It's based and it's I'm it's it's literally shit I've been saying all the time. Um because I feel like Fake happiness is the worst happiness. If you're not genuinely happy, then keep that shit to yourself. Stop trying to front. <sighs> who you fronting for? Yeah, who you fronting for? It's not healthy. Um, so therefore, like 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 the post said, when you get out tonight, or when you get out for the Super Bowl, that hopefully the Patriots lose. I, I hope that you're. <laughs> you got money on the Patriots, man? No, I haven't placed my bets yet, but. I'm a Cowboys fan. The Eagles oh, are in my division. Shit. I can't go for a division rival. I'm I just watching, can't do it. I'm watching a. I'm watching it at a Cowboys fan, a Cowboy fan's house. But his son is a diehard Eagle fan. Tattoo on his arm. 
That nigga's die okay, hard. Okay, see, I'm not that kind of fan. <laughs> that nigga die hard, bro. Shout I'm, out to Easy. That's my nigga, man. He just started working for uh, Swiss Airline too. And uh, I buy a fresh shirt every season or jersey. That's that the kind of fan. That's the kind of fan I am. He got I'll buy a new shirt or a new jersey at the beginning of the season. That nigga and I'll go. All, bro. And, and for the past two seasons, I've I've made it to Dallas to go to the game. I'm he, not getting a tattoo. He, I, man. I think that's, I wouldn't be surprised. If that's his honeymoon. And let and let me tell Going you. Let me tell game. you why I won't get a tattoo because. For instance, you know how how this week it came out that LeBron LeBron was thinking oh. about um, you know he it, it's a possibility that he could join the Warriors. But you get a LeBron tattoo? No, absolutely not. But I'm saying you would never get a team that LeBron plays for because LeBron is not loyal to any team. I, if LeBron joins the Warriors, I, I'm I'm done. You get a LeBron tattoo? No, no, I'm done with LeBron. Get a LeBron tattoo? No, no, because if he goes to the Warriors, I'm done. Like I will burn. Le- I don't, the only LeBron jersey I have is the Olympic jersey, and I'll burn that hoe. LeBron tattoo? No. Oh. No. You don't want to get LeBron's face on your arm? Fuck no. Oh. What the fuck I want to do that for? Who am I, Drake? <laughs> just getting, getting random tattoos on my body of people's faces? Odell is a little worse. Odell. Odell is getting like legends, though. I don't give a fuck who you're getting. Drake is getting like Sade, Denzel from, from, from Training Day. Legend. Legend in time. Uh, a historical have, legend? He may have a, a civil rights legend? They have, may have historical. He may have histor- it's a, historical legends and legends in time. Get Denzel from Mississippi Burner. Was it Denzel in Mississippi Burner? Yeah. Oh, yeah, get that Denzel. Was he on Malcolm X Denzel? I guess because you can't tell who it is. Yeah. But it's kind, of, it's kind of like the whole thing with Selena. A lot of people don't know who Selena is. They know who Jennifer Lopez is playing Selena. That's crazy. I'm from Texas, though. I know. Shout out, shout out to the real Selena. Rest in heaven. So, so just one more time, just to reiterate my words of advice. Yeah, because I we. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, make sure you're actually having a good time. That's it. Make sure you're having a good time and not a false time. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's important, man. That's the, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you friend for? Why? God. Um, my words of advice are simply to use your words. Stop. <laughs> Just use your words. Stop hiding behind these these emojis and and these memes and these bitmojis. Use your words. It communicates so much more directly when you use your words instead of me sitting here. Yeah, I can I can sling sing you this eggplant all day, but. If you just sitting there looking at it like it's an eggplant, you have no fucking clue what I'm trying to signal to you. Use your words. Don't send me the smirk face. Tell me I made you smile. Simple and plain. I dig it. Goes a long way. I dig it. Aquaman voice. <laughs> Talking about sub-level superheroes. But shit, that's all I got, man. It's a hell of a run. I'm glad. I'm glad we're back. We're always. We're always a. Uh... We're always happy to be back, but I wonder if they're happy that we're back. The numbers will say it. Yeah, there you go. Anything else? Nah. That's it? That's it? I'm going to save it. That's it. Save it. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?